everybody. Welcome back to the Things Christians Want to Know podcast. And this is Nate Johnstone. And with me is, as always, Paul, the Paul Anderson. Anderson. Yes, you said it. The Paul Anderson. Sort of like the Ohio State University. Mm-hmm. And today we are starting a new series on a topic that I think is actually really important. And I have heard hardly anyone ever talk about it which is strange to me because the Bible is very concerned with this issue and talks about it all the time. Don't you think, Paul? I know so. <laughs> you, you know so because you've studied it a lot more than I have. So, so let, what are we talking about, Paul? We are talking about thinking generationally as opposed to thinking nuclear, like mm-hmm. the nuclear family or the generational family. As a matter of fact, I just sent one of my uh, articles about this to my fellow grandparents. We've got um, six kids, and so we've got grandparents on the other side of the marriage, and I wanted them to at least consider thinking as I think, and as I've told my kids how I think. And that is, I don't think nuclear. No. I think of the prayer that one man prayed, God bless me, my wife, my kid, his wife, us four, no more. Mm-hmm. That's nuclear family. Yeah. So we want to think, as the Bible teaches us to think, at least four generations out. So I tell my kids, I want you When I pass the baton to you, I want you to run a better race than I ran, whatever that means. You know, it doesn't mean they do what I do, but they do what God tells them to do, and they run a good race. And we see examples in the Bible where that happened, and progress was made. Mm -hmm. We see examples where it didn't happen, where the baton was not passed, and It was uh, horrific. Yeah. And we can see examples of that in the 2012 Olympic Games. The American women and the American men were expected Uh, to smash the world record. What happened? Drop the baton. Imagine working for over four years to defeat everyone else in the world, and to be world champions. Imagine that potential and the sense of glory, the sense of expectation, and then somehow dropping the baton. I'd hate to be the one who dropped it. I know. I mean, losing a race by two-tenths of a second or whatever it is, you know, that would be difficult, but it's like, hey, we did our best. We were close, whatever. Dropping the baton, that's like, that's got to be horrible. I, I would hate hate to be that person. And metaphorically, I would also hate to be that person. And that's why I bring it up metaphorically, because what does that mean? That means that someone like Moses, at the end of his life, he knows he's going to die, and he says a powerful prayer, I promise I will find it. And so, 
So bringing up the Joshua Moses example, so you're not just talking about biologically thinking generationally, you're talking about spiritually as well. Good point. Yes. We have- Because those are two very different things, but I think both are biblical. Both count. Paul had a son, Timothy. Right. And he, he in, in many ways, passed the baton to him for his work at Ephesus. He said, mm -hmm. here, go for it. And uh, Elijah was like a father to Elisha. In fact, when he was carried away, Elisha said, my father, my father, as mm. he dropped his mantle, and Elisha picked it up. So he became a father to him uh, in his mentoring. Moses mentored Joshua, and while Joshua was on the battlefield with the Amalekites, you know what Moses was doing. He mm -hmm. was standing up high in the mountain with his hands stretched out with people holding his hands up and interceding for his son in the faith. And so that's what I'm speaking of. I'm speaking of a passing of the baton so that my children go farther than I do. They carry the message on and it accelerates each successive generation. Is there any biblical precedent for this all throughout the Bible? It says in Psalm 112, um, blessed is he who fears the Lord. His children will be strong in the land. And so I, I want my children, his children will be mighty in the land. The generation of the upright will be blessed. So what is mighty to the fourth power? Very mighty. <laughs> very mighty. Maybe, maybe very, 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 very mighty. Maybe stopping cancer cold like we pray to do and have not yet seen. Yep. We see this portrayed in the family of Jonathan Edwards, who with his wife, they had 11 children. And a hundred years afterwards, a writer analyzed the impact of that family and found some amazing things. An educator traced their descendants 150 years out. Their legacy included a U.S. vice president, three senators, three governors, three mayors, 13 college presidents, 30 judges, 65 professors, 80 public office holders, 100 lawyers, and 100 missionaries in that one family. Wow. So that's, that's uh, the example to the max. We, see, we saw it in some way and still do in the Billy Graham family, the strength mm -hmm. of a leader who successfully passed the baton. And so I speak often to my kids and now I'm speaking to their parents on the other side and saying, let's pray together that our children will then pass the baton to their children. I tell my kids, I pray for their grandchildren who don't yet exist. Yeah. Because I want to see us think generationally and in doing so, see that baton passed effectively. I, I love all this and I'm excited that we're talking about it. Um, this is not my story. This is not how I grew up. My parents were both first-generation Christians. Mm -hmm. And so for us, the challenge and desire for a while now has been to start that. 
Yes. I, I, I'm not inheriting the legacy that, for example, you did or the legacy that my wife Sarah has and your, your wife Karen has. And, you know, they, they have, I mean, my, my wife's background involves so many pastors that it's, it's not even funny. I mean, I don't know if Lutheranism in America would exist if you erased all of my <laughs> wife's relatives. Um, and his, and, I've got a birthday today, by the way. Yes, grandparent uh, Phil. Phil, Phil Ludio, the, the, the right and reverend, uh, many year missionary, war veteran, war wounded, Phil Ludio is 96? Six today. Not too shabby, Phil. Way to, Way go. to go, man. Talk about, yeah, talk about generational thinking. And so for me, Paul, this whole topic was introduced to me not by teaching. I heard you teach on it later. But it was introduced to me by example, by mm -hmm. Phil and Margaret. Mm -hmm. And you were very much a part of that. And so watching this play out, this was, you know, 22 years ago when I sort of started getting involved with your family through my soon-to-be wife at the time. Um, I was at their 50th wedding anniversary. Um, you probably remember me being there, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you do not. That was my first time meeting most of the relatives. And... I had never seen anything like that. So it's, it's their 50th wedding anniversary. And Sarah's like, you want to come? So, and I'm like, weirdest thing I've ever heard of, but sure. I, I mean, like I had no grid for that being a thing that anyone would do. Yeah. And they had this huge church service for their 50th wedding anniversary. And just the family up there, the family picture, it was immense. Mm -hmm. And they're all incredible people. And I, I, I looked at that and it was, it was one of the strangest and most beautiful things I had ever seen. And it really struck me. It really impacted me. And I will confess, it really intimidated me <laughs> as well. Because that's, it's, I, I felt very inadequate. Um, and that's good that you say that. Because this subject could intimidate some people. Because they may be saying, well, my family wasn't like that. My yeah. family isn't like that. And I had a young man who, whom I was very close to and still am, who said to me, Paul, I did not have what you had. What about me? Yeah. And I said, then you start it. Exactly. You raise your kids to be godly. And he is doing exactly that. And I've reminded him of that conversation. He has four children and he has done beautifully and remarkably well in raising them and he will pass the baton effectively and he will go out knowing that he ran a good race yeah and that's that's exactly right and so my parents decided they were going to be that yes they were going to start the dynasty so to speak and I, I hope to continue it. I hope to be like you. Like if Phil and Margaret are sort of the patriarchs, not to discount your parents, I just didn't know them personally. Um, I, I know Pastor Philip was a wonderful man, um, based on what you've said. Uh, but I've seen Phil and Margaret so the, as the patriarchs, but you coming up as the next generation then, uh, as a son-in-law, but a next generation, you, the way you honored them Mm -hmm. Made sure all the kids honored them and all the grandkids honored them, told their stories, all that kind of stuff, deferred to their 
ideas and wisdom. And I, that's, again, that's something I had never seen. There was no opportunity for those things to happen in my family. I mean, coming back from visiting my grandparents was a debriefing and a deprogramming of mm. boys. Remember, these are all the words we don't say, right? Right. Okay. You boys remember that all, most of the stories grandpa told are, are, are made up. They, we call them tall tales. Really? No, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, we, when we see people of other races, we don't talk badly about them, right? Oh yes. I do know that you told me that. Okay. Good to remember, you know, that those were, those were coming back from my grandparents. Okay. It wasn't, and I, I'm, I'm not trying to dishonor them. All of my grandparents, as a matter of fact, came to the Lord before the end. Mm. Uh, which I attribute to an extreme amount of grace and an extreme amount of prayer. Yeah. <laughs> but, and so I'm very thankful to be able to see them in heaven as they, as they should have been. Mm-hmm. And, and so that wasn't my experience. And so to see that with Phil and Margaret and then with you and your generation, and now the kids, us kids, are, are now kind of taking the mantle as we have our own kids. And, yes. and you're now the patriarch of a giant family with all of your own children and grandchildren. And it's, so I, I saw this embodied by you and by the rest of the family um, long before you taught about it. And so then when you taught about it, I was like, yes, yes, I've seen that. Yeah. Okay, good. Let's, let's, let's make a grid for this because I think this is actually really important. And I've seen and actually experienced because I, I married into this um, incredible inheritance. Um, I've seen that, yeah, you can, you can be grafted in to this and you can start it. And we're not talking about having a big family. No. We're talking about whatever God gives you, those are your responsibility to pass the baton to them. And when I mean pass the baton, I'm, I'm running a race. I'm running my own race, but I'm shifting from being the father to the grandfather, and now they are running their race with their kids. And so I, uh, in fact, I, I did pass a physical baton to some of them, I remember, when I married them, just to say, now you are responsible for this family, for where it goes. And uh, if you do well, it will accelerate the generational strength I want to read you just a few verses. Do we have time to uh, read a few verses here about the generational thinking? Um, you know what? Why don't, we, why don't we wrap up this one and then, and then come back um, to that at the beginning of the next session. Okay, good. Um, yeah. I'd like to pray. I, I, can I just say one more thing about Phil and Margaret since we, since we were talking about them so much? You may. Um, so I actually had met them prior to getting to know Sarah because Gary Gilbertson had brought them up to St. Olaf one day to do some teaching on Japan and on spiritual warfare. And so I already loved these guys. And then I was like, oh, those are your grandparents? Wow, that's so cool. Um, and so when we told them that we got engaged, because they would come down to visit us at St. Olaf, and we told them we got engaged, and they were so incredibly happy. The, the idea of grandparents being that happy over, pe- over a grandchild getting engaged, again, not, nowhere in my experience. And so I was very emotional too and overwhelmed. I was just overwhelmed. And then, but I was keeping it together. I, at that time, I didn't like crying in front of other people because it, I felt like it was weak. I was still struggling with some machismo issues. And, uh, but then when Margaret said, you know what? We've been praying for you your entire life. 
whoa. I totally broke. And I was like, what? Because like, she was serious. They really had prayed for me my whole life. And I was just like, I, I mean, I decided then I was going to be praying for my kids' spouses before I even had kids. And so I did. Yeah. You know, I've been praying. I didn't know how many kids I would have, but I've been praying for all their spouses. Um, and it, that's, that's never left me. It struck me as such a, such a powerful thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. That's very moving. Father, I thank you for those who are listening to this and who may be thinking for the first time the truths that the scripture teaches on generational family and generational thinking, that it's not just about the nuclear family, but it goes on from generation to generation. And I pray that especially if any who are uh, discouraged or feel intimidated or feel in any way condemned because uh, they're not there, I pray that you give them hope for their future and their ability to both run a good race and whatever it means in their situation to pass the baton. Maybe spiritual children instead of physical, as we see in Paul, for instance, with Timothy. Give them hope that they can think generationally and that they can run a good race and pass the baton well. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We'll keep going on this topic next week. Thanks, Paul. That is it for this episode of Things Christians Want to Know. If you have any questions or comments, please send them to questions at tcwkcast.com. We publish every Thursday, so tell your friends and please rate us on iTunes. That's really helpful for us. Additional information, including links to Nate's blog, Paul's blog, etc., can be found on tcwkcast.com. God bless.